Well, praise the Lord and God bless you this afternoon and welcome to the Tabernacle Deliverance Sunday evening service. I'm Pastor Wells and I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, through us, in the midst of us, regardless of all the stuff that's going on in the world today. And as I always say, there's a whole lot of stuff going on today. Listen, I'm excited about what God's doing on this Easter Sunday morning resurrection. We really call it Resurrection Sunday. So I'm excited about what God is doing for us. He allowed us to see another Resurrection Sunday, and I'm excited about that. My message don't change regardless of what the holiday is. It's still going to be holiness or hell, and you still must live right. You still must walk before God in a land of the living. When you're dead, you can't do that. Got to do it here first. All right. Today, I want to talk to you about an interesting topic. Uh, I want to talk to you today about fear. Fear is a popular guy, you know. He gets in people's lives and wreck it. So today I want to talk to you about fear. Bow your heads with me today. Father, in Jesus' name, I come before you in the behalf of those that's here with me today and those that's going to watch this broadcast, whether by podcast, whether by uh, uh, television, or however they may receive this broadcast today. I ask that you touch every mind, every heart, and every soul and break every yoke in their life and meet the needs in their life today. In Jesus' name, amen. I claim victory for you. Well, it's another day journey and I'm so glad. It's another day journey and I'm so glad. So glad. It's another day's journey and I'm so glad. So glad it is. It's another day's journey. It's another day's journey, and I'm so glad. So glad. Oh, it's another day's journey, and I'm so glad. Ah, I like that song. Amen. It's another day's journey, and I'm so glad. You may be experiencing the lighting going in and out on uh on during the service. There's something wrong with my set and I. I have to uh, correct the uh, uh, or replace this uh, tablet system I'm using because something is wrong with the lighting. We keep changing the lighting. It's not working. However, it's another day's journey, and I'm so glad. And you know there's another song that I like. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. The Lord has made. Oh, this is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made, the Lord has made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. Whoa, this is the day that the Lord God made. I will rejoice and be glad, hallelujah. Oh, this is the day, this is the day that the Lord got me. Hallelujah. I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. Oh, this is the day that the Lord God made. I will rejoice and be glad. Oh, it is, because it's Resurrection Sunday. So I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. Oh, this is the day that the Lord God made. I will rejoice, I can't speak for nobody else. I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. Oh, this is the day that the Lord 
God made. You don't like my song singing? I'm singing from my heart. I'm not trying to get you excited about, oh, he's a great singer. Thank God you can't throw no songs at me. <laughs> get your Bible. I love the Lord. Because he heard my cry. In need of salvation and deliverance. In need of salvation and deliverance. On Wednesday night, Bible study was about the ears of salvation. Interesting topic. Because nobody knows who the ears of salvation is. So we should fear how we treat people that we may damage the ears of salvation with our actions and our deeds. Mm, interesting. Let us go to Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 25. Listen to this. I always read from the King James Virgin Bible. The fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be saved. Let me read it more, one more time. The fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be saved. The fear of man Proverbs chapter 29, verse 5, 25. The snare of the Lord, excuse me, the fear of man bring a snare. But whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Amen. Now let's think about that for a moment. The, the fear of man. What is he talking about? The fear of man. We fear people. We fear our boss. We fear our leaders. We fear different people that we shouldn't be fearing at all. But we fear them. People fear the lawyers. People fear the judge. People fear the police. But they all can bring you a snare if they're corrupt and dishonest. The God can't catch you up in snares and destroy you. That's why the scripture says plainly that the fear of man bringeth a snare. Catch you like a net. That's really not God's plan for your life. It's not God's plan that we be caught up in snares and that we live in fear of man. We live in fear of the, uh, of the landlord. We fear, live in fear of the, the mortgage people. We live in fear. And we can't serve God that way. We cannot enjoy the Lord that way. Amen. Amen. When we live in fear. But listen to the rest of the scripture. But whoso puts his trust in the Lord shall be saved. Whoso puts their trust in the Lord 
shall be saved. Amen. Whoever. He is not talking about a particular person. He said, whoso. Whoso putteth his trust in the Lord. Shall be saved. Whoso put their trust in the Lord shall be saved, saved from whatever. See, the difference is, here, here's one of the things I constantly tell people. The Bible says, in all our ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. That's why you got to do that. So you put your trust in the Lord and that, that you would be saved. But when you do everything on your own, you're going to get your own results. You're going to get your own results and they're not going to be good. That's why it says, whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be saved. Fair. People go to job interviews. I was, I was reading something about a job interview this lady went to. She went to the job interview and they were kind of upset with her because they said, uh, how come you don't have no social media accounts? We can't find you. She said, I'm there. She said, but we can't find you. That was like a big problem for the job. But she said, I separate my personal life from my business life. You don't Amen. need to know nothing about my personal life. Amen. Uh, you want to know about my my work experience, my resume, my uh, references, that's a different story. But if there and those that apply for jobs, if they don't give them all that information, they're not going to get hired. But she has, she's 100% right. What my personal life have to do with me applying for this job? My references, my resume should speak for itself. This is why we can't fail, man. This is why we got to put our trust in God. Because God had the last say. And I think about that. People apply for jobs today. They want them, they want all the info. They want all your social media links. They want everything. You got to get other people that. Then you live in fear and everything you do. Then they know all your family. They know all your business. That's why I keep telling people, stop putting all your business on Facebook, LinkedIn, and all the other places. Stop putting all your business out there. Somebody may use something to blackmail you with. Fair. Separate yourself. This is one of the problems with the church. You know that? They don't separate themselves. You got to separate yourself. The Bible said, come out from amongst and be separated. You can't do everything the world do. Some people in the world are more separated from their work and their private life than church folk from the world. Amen. Did you hear what I said? There's more people that's not saying separate their lives from their job. You will never know nothing about their personal life. Nothing. They ain't giving up no information. It ain't your business. Your business is the job. There's some churches want to know everything the pastor do. What type of movies you watch? What time you eat? They want to know all the stupid stuff. They want to know everything about him. There's some things you do need to know about your leader. 
But there's something that's private. How many girlfriends or boyfriends you had live? All this dumb stuff. They just prying in your private life. They ain't got nothing to do with spiritual things whatsoever. Got nothing to do with eternal life. Then some of them go as far as following the pastor around to see what he's doing. Come back and gossip about fear. We should live in fear of man by what man wants to do. We're supposed to trust God. We're supposed to obey God. We're supposed to live for God. And we're supposed to fear him above everybody else because he can destroy both soul and body. We should be able to fear God freely. But the difference, the difference of type of fear for God is not terrorism. See, man like to terrorize us with fear and paralyze us. That's not how God works. Amen. Amen. Man like to terrorize people. Oh, yes. We just had the incident in Brooklyn, New York, with a man terrorizing people. But they caught him real quick because somebody seen him. Be aware, folks. People are watching. Everybody's not scared. Everybody's not running. Somebody's going to step back. There's always an Elliot Ness around. I always Amen. tell people that. There's always an Elliot Ness waiting to get you. Let's move on. Let's go to Psalms 105 and 38. Psalms 105 and 38. Listen to this. Everybody knows about how the children of Israel came out of Egypt. Everybody knows the story how Moses led them out of Egypt. Everybody knows the story. How Moses obeyed God and brought them out of Egypt. Wonderful story. But there's something else about that story. There's a number of things about that story. But one of the things about this story is in Psalm 105 and 38. Listen to this. Egypt was glad when they departed, for the fear of them fell on them, fell upon them. Let me read it one more time. Egypt was glad when they departed, for the fear of them fell upon them. Egypt was terrified. They were scared now. All along, Egypt was that. The king of Egypt and the Egyptians were acting all mean. Abusive to the children of Israel, giving them the world's hardest task and everything. But now the tables were turned. The Lord God Almighty brought deliverance to Egypt, Israel. And now, listen to about deliverance. I learned some about deliverance. As long as you bound up, listen to this. You got fair what other people do. They'll walk on you. They'll trust you. But once God delivers you, all of a sudden they backing up. They ain't meddling with you no more because they know God delivered you. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a perfect example of that. I always tell a story about when I first got saved many moons ago. When I first got saved many moons ago, I, I, I was a, a doubting Thomas. I probably outdoubted him. And I was the biggest chicken that you ever seen. A human chicken. I was scared to death. Of faith. And one day, 
it showed up. <laughs> I can laugh because it's funny when you think back about it. I was in my bed at my grandmother's house. And the devil started banging on the door. There was nobody in the house but me. Upstairs anyway. My grandmother didn't come upstairs. The door. Okay. The door. Uh, I The door didn't have no hinges. I didn't feel like fixing it. I just threw the door, put the door up, and it closed. So first it was banging on the door. So I'm saying, devil, leave me alone. Leave me alone. I ain't bothering nobody. I just got saved. I ain't know no better. Next thing, that door came down. Boom! The door hit the floor. I jumped up out of my bed and jumped out the window. <laughs> we, in Brooklyn, you have like uh, 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 the two level where you have like a little uh, uh, a roof. I jumped on that roof and then jumped in the ground on the ground. I'm not going to lie. I look like the dumbest thing that ever happened because I realized I was locked out of the house and my grandmother wasn't going to really hear me banging on the door. But she was in the back of the house. We didn't have a bell. And so I'm banging on the door. was in vain. When I realized the devil must be was playing. The demon and the devil must be was rolling. They made an absolute fool out of me out of fear. They could try that mess today. I'm going to plead the blood because I know the difference now. Amen. I didn't know the difference in the power of the blood of Jesus back then. I just got saved. <laughs> but they knocked that door down. I'll tell you, I jumped out of that window out of fear. I was scared to death. But when I came to my senses, <laughs> I realized I was locked out the house. I can see it clear today. I'm locked out the house. Jumped out the window in my drawers. <laughs> It was funny. Thank God it was nighttime. <laughs> it's funny. But the, it wasn't funny, Dan. I wasn't laughing. I was scared to death. Because fear works on those that are scared and don't know no better. I'll say it again. Fear manipulates people that don't know no better. Amen. So it got the best of me that day. And that was the only day. That never happened again. And I have been challenged by the enemy consistently. I, I ain't running. My, my pastor told me, you can't run from something you can't see. Hmm? Amen. And I ain't running. I got this word. And it's hidden in my heart. I've been challenged. The word of God's in my heart. And I got it here written. The Bible said it is written. Thou shalt not live by bread alone, but everybody by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Ah, uh, you got to know your word. You got to know the word of God to be able to stand against the wiles of the devil in your life. Amen, amen. You got to be able to stand against them attacking your family, attacking your life. Amen. You got to know the power of the blood of Jesus for yourself. But when I first got saved, I didn't know that. And there was nobody there to help me. You have to be able to stand up and rebuke the devil. The Bible said to resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Amen. But here I'm going to tell you something about resisting the devil. He only going to flee from those that know the authority of God's word. That's why he didn't run when I said, devil, I ain't bothering nobody. Probably cracked up laughing when I said that. 
I wasn't bothering nobody, but the problem was he knew who I would be in the future. So he was going to do his best to scare me half to death. Amen. So I wouldn't pursue. But thank God. Thanks be unto God, which giveth us the victory. Psalms 105 and 38 says again. Look at that verse. Egypt was glad when they departed. For the fear of them fell upon them. They were scared to death of them. Israelites now. They were terrified. They were scared because they now was in control of the situation. The Egyptians seen God's miracles and they seen that the king had to obey. Now they scared. They say, look, take whatever you want. Take out gold, take out silver, take whatever you want, but leave us alone. All of a sudden now, the Mr. Baddie Baddie, Mr. Scare You is now afraid of you. I remember when I was a kid, they had a bully, he was real bad. Always picking on people. So I got into a fight with him. And now it, 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 the tables were turned. Did he beat you up? He beat they were clear. Ah, well, I went to school with some real crazy people. People that brought guns to school. I can tell you stories that make your hair stand on your head, probably, if you got any hair left on your head. But what I realized about fear, just like the children of Israel experienced fear, but a true deliverance came. They lived in fear of the Egyptians. But now once the deliverance came to the children of Israel, it was a reverse of fortune. Now the Egyptians are afraid. Amen. You know why? So why were they afraid? Because they were afraid they were going to reap what they've been sowing. Amen. They were afraid now the Israelites would treat them the same way they treated them. I'm going to tell you something. You can't do that. Now, when you say, because people treat you bad, you can't treat them bad also. I know the scripture say an eye for an eye and a two for the two. Else they turn the other cheek, they smack you and smack you on the cheek. Well, I don't know if I let nobody smack me above my cheek. My mother said, don't let nobody touch your face. <laughs> I don't know about that one. But the children of Israel has now had a, a table turned on the Egyptians. Amen. You may go to work and somebody's always doing some dirt to you and God give you deliverance. Oh, y'all ain't listening to me. You may be married to an abusive man and you earnestly pray and God will give you deliverance. God will give you deliverance. Now, I know some people say, don't need deliverance. I'm going to get from this. I kill him. No, he ain't worth killing. You say, oh, he don't mean he beat me up all the time. I'm going to say it again. Pray earnestly and ask God to deliver you, and he'll get you out of them. I've been used as a deliverance vessel before for someone that was in a situation, and I know that God can bring you out. Ah, uh, you can't. You can't tell me that he can. I know he can. I stake my life on it that God can deliver you if you sincerely ask him to. 
not out of fear. Don't ask God out of fear. Ask God out of that you what you know he's a deliverer. I know you could deliver in me. I know you could bring deliverance in my life. I know, I know, I know, I know because the scripture said you sent your word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. God can't lie, not like us. Amen. Oh, y'all listening to me today. God can't lie. Not like your mama lied to you when you were a kid about Santa Claus. I'm one of those victims, you know. They used to lie to me about Santa Claus. I always tell a story about Santa Claus. I always believed in Santa Claus. Then I found out there was no Santa Claus. I was brokenhearted. I was really upset. I know people make fun of me when I say it, but it's true. I'm sure I'm not alone on that. But when I found out that Santa Claus wasn't real, I was crushed. I was looking for Santa Claus. Here's a black kid looking for a white guy with a beard. <laughs> I still believe in Santa Claus. Okay, today I do watch Christmas movies. <laughs> I like those feel-good movies. Santa Claus coming, you know. Santa Claus is coming to town. Well, I want to tell you some Jesus is coming to town. Dude, you ain't ready. You're going to be lost. <laughs> and he's not Santa Claus. The Egyptian. We are afraid. Think about this. You work on your job. Racist men that are, are always making sexual suggestions to you. Bosses that cheat you out of your proper salaries and promotions at home. You deal with all kind of crazy stuff unnecessarily. But when you really pray earnestly and God send his deliverance to you and deliver you from that fair, the tables turn. Amen. I said the tables turn. You know, dealing in investing, I learned something about investing. I do a lot of reading on different things. And I learned that investing, you got to be careful because if you invest your money out of fear or out of hype, you're going to lose your money. Because some big name guy say, oh, I'm going to sell my $20 million. What's the stock? Everybody go start selling. Oh, I'm going to invest uh, $10 million in this one. Amen. And that one fell. And you only got $1,000, $500, and you invest that in it and you lose your money. Why? Out of fear of missing out on something when you could have allowed God to direct your path. Oh, today they don't really include God in investing and all that. They, they go by what the rules say. And sometimes they don't know that rules are being paid by one, some of them companies to talk about them that they're going to be so great. Amen. And it's happened many times. But the Egyptians were scared. What they like. Because they know they had already mistreated the children of Israel. They've been mistreated, and that's why they called for help from the throne room. It's something about when you call from help from the throne room. Not man. When you call from help from the throne room, something's going to take place. When you call for help from God's throne room, something's going to take 
Christ, beloved. But when you go to man, you got to wait on man. But when you call on God, hmm, he'll move in your behalf. He'll break the yoke. He'll bring deliverance. Let's move on. Amen. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 26. Listen to that. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 26 says, In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence, and his children shall have a place of refuge. I'll say this again. In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence, and is in the in the fear of the Lord is strong confidence, and his children shall have a place of refuge. In the fear of the Lord God. In the fear of the Lord God, there's strong confidence. Yeah. You got to understand something. You got to understand something. You got to understand something. In the fear of the Lord, is strong confidence. Just think about that confidence. The fear of the Lord brings about confidence that he's going to work in your behalf. The Lord God, Almighty God, is going to work in your behalf. The fear of the Lord brings about confidence that he's going to perform. He's a performer, first of all, of his word. But you get to experience that personally. It's a different type of fear. See, fear of man brings scared, make you scared. But the fear of the Lord brings confidence. See the difference? The fear of man and those people you see, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But fear of the Lord brings about confidence. That no good thing he will withhold from them that walk uprightly before him every day. Amen. He'll supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. The fear of the Lord is strong confidence. You know something about uh, 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 boats and ships? I was talking to somebody and they said, oh, he don't want to go on a boat. I said, that's not a boat. That's a cruise ship. It's a difference. A little boat. You know, you two people get in a rowboat and go rowing. Amen. A cruise ship is a gigantic vessel. Gigantic vessel. We, we, we become afraid of everything. Some people are afraid to fly. Some people are afraid to go on a cruise ship. Some people are afraid to go on a train. Some people are afraid to learn how to drive, but they'll take a taxi. Amen. Fear. Fear cheats you. Man's type of fear cheats you out of the blessing that God had for you. Amen, amen. Oh, y'all ain't listening to me today. The fear that man proceeds to give on it caused you to miss out on the blessings of God. Amen. The fear of the Lord is strong confidence that he's going to perform his word for you. And the rest of that verse say, 
and his children <coughs> shall have a place of refuge. His children. And his children shall have what? A place of refuge. That's wonderful. Amen. Amen. Place of refuge. God wants us to fear him with perfect fear, godly fear, not earthly type of fear. You know what? <clears throat> you could quicker get a blind person on a plane or train, <clears throat> a cruise ship, <clears throat> and even a rowboat. You know why? Because they can't see it. So what? Because they can't see it, they're not afraid to get on it. They may be concerned about bumping into things. Amen. However, they're not afraid to go on it. Amen. Amen. But because we see things, we, we, we become afraid. I always tell a story about me uh, going across the Bay Bridge to come back home. Uh, and the enemy worked on me so bad, I was by myself. And then I began, he started talking to my head because first of all, something was wrong with the vehicle that I had that I rented. And I didn't really know to, I was already where I was at. Oh no, no, we're all the way on hype. The light kept coming on for the axe or something. I was fine, it was nothing wrong with it. It must be some computer error. However, as I got towards that bridge, the enemy starts saying, see how high up that bridge is. And I begin to get scared. Amen. My natural man, this flesh, don't fool yourself. This flesh will make a fool out of you. I begin to get afraid in my flesh. And as I go up the hill, up that bridge, you got to go up like this. It goes just up like this. Ooh, it's real high up. Nice summer day. And a panic attack came upon me. And the devil started talking to me, telling me, make a U-turn on the bridge. I'm on the bridge now one way. He said, make a U-turn. But here's something. I'll never forget. I always heard preachers talk about one day. You're going to be put to the test whether or not you really know God or not. Amen. That was my day. All of a sudden, with all this fear trying to suck me out and consume me, the word of God began to rise out of me. Oh, my God. I'll never forget that. The word of God began to flow out of me like the river. Amen, amen. That's something. That no weapon that formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rose up against me, gentlemen, thou shalt come in. Thou shalt condemn me, because this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness of me, saith the Lord. And all this country just kept going. The word of God just flowed out of me. And I just rode across that bridge and was fine. Then when I came across the Delaware Memorial Bridge and kept on getting up. Now, fast forward. Excuse me. Fast forward. Saturday. In my book, we took the long way going to Maryland. Would you believe what bridge we went over? 
Bola, balabo, Bay Bridge. It didn't bother me one drop. I, Bernard Wells, refuse to live in fear. Amen. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me. I, Bernard Wells, refuse to live in fear. Forget the pastor. I'm talking about me. I refuse to live. I'm not going to live in fear. You can. That's your choice. I live in the fear of the Lord because there's strong confidence and protection in him. Well, I'm not going to live in fear. I've been in this situation too. But I was dealing with a murderer, real murderer. Boom, 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 murder. And dealing with them. Thoughts were running through my head. Hey, you know, he already shot the stone so in the back and killed him. You better be careful. He might try and come and get you. I said, I ain't living in no fear. Amen, amen, amen. I'm not living in no fear. That's why when I seen him, I said, you ain't nothing but a low-down stinking murderer. I was kind of surprised that flew out of me. It came right out because he was trying to talk some nonsense to me. Like, Who do you think you're talking about? You ain't nothing but a low-down murderer. I'm like, oh, my God. I done told him. <laughs> I done told him, man. That's God. We should not be living in fear. We should be living in the confidence and fear of God. He's going to work everything out for us. You got to trust God. Yeah, I'm telling you, you have to trust God and fear the Lord. Let's move on. Egypt brought that on himself when you really read the story. They brought that on himself. Let's move on. Let's go to Psalms 53. <clears throat> Psalms 53 and 5. Look at that verse, Psalm 53 and 5 says, listen to this. This is this verse you got to be careful with for your life. Psalm 53 and 5 says, there were they in great fear where no fear was. For God has scattered the bones of him that are kept against thee. Thou shalt put them to shame because God has despised them. I'll read it one more time. There were they in great fear, where no fear was. For God hath scattered the bones of him that are against thee. Thou hast put them to shame, because God has despised them. You got to be careful. Let it be tricky. They were in fear, but there was nothing to be afraid of. Oh, you got to hear me today. You got to be Oh, my goodness. You got to be careful. The enemy will have you being afraid of something and there's no fear of it. Amen, amen. He'll have you terrified over stuff that God said in my nothing. Amen. You live in a fair thing. No weapon that formed against you going to prosper unless you let it. Oh, hold up. Let's go back. Everybody stop for a second. You can be your greatest weapon against yourself. Amen, amen. Oh, you ain't hearing me today. Amen. You, yourself, put your name there, can be the greatest weapon against yourself to destroy you. Amen. 
your disobedience, your hard-headedness, your refusal to obey what God's word says, you, not somebody else. They were in great fear where there was no fear. You let your eyes deceive you. Go read the story of Elijah. Arise, a great man of God. Yet, who is he afraid of? Jezebel. Everybody trying to figure out how in the world you're afraid of Jezebel. And then you got nerve to tell God that, oh, she's going to kill me. Is he serious? He's a great prophet going all over the place, telling kings and everything, do blah, blah, blah. And here he is afraid of who? Aha! Uh -huh. Jezebel. Yep, he was scared of. See, the enemy knows how to find weak spots. And he can poke you and put fear in you. Oh, we all got him. You got to know how to plug up all those holes with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the power of God, the Holy Ghost, getting me a help. Yeah. Glory to God. Fear paralyzed these people. They were afraid of something Amen. that wasn't even there. Amen. But you got to understand something that's interesting about this scripture. It says here in verse 5, there were they in great fear where no fear, where there was no fear. For God has scattered the bones of him that comes against you. God already removes them. Are you afraid? You're still living in fear. You're still scared to death. You're still terrified. You still don't know what to do with yourself. I'm going to tell you something. Fear cannot have no part in your life. You cannot fear man and serve God. You can't have mama and God too. Fear. Think about this. I learned something from Brother Oliver. Think about this. You're driving down the road and you come to a stop sign. And the people behind you start blowing beep, beep, beep. But you're ahead of them and you see a car coming down the other side real fast. But you don't pull out. Because you don't want to get hit. Hey, but yet the people in back here are blowing beep. Because they don't see the car. They're going beep, beep, move, move, move. Out of fear of them blowing a horn, you pull off and that car hits you. Whose fault is it? The errors are yours. It's your fault. It's your fault. Because you had control over the situation. You could have stayed right there, no move to that car from flying by. But because you had fear of the people blowing a horn, telling you to get out of the way, you drove out there and caused yourself a horrible act and maybe even die. Fear. Fear is what we need. Amen. From God, not from man. Fear is what we need from God and not from men. We need God fear in our lives every day. Amen. We need God fear that will cause us to serve him. That will cause us to live for him every single day. Every moment of the day. Every hour of the day that we will serve him. Look at that verse. Let me read it one more time. Look at the verse. They were, they were they in great fear 
where no fear was. That's just that that's, that's make you think how the enemy was. Remember what I told you about me jumping out the window? There was no fear there, but I didn't know that. God had my back, but I didn't know that. So he couldn't, he couldn't perform. I was too busy afraid I jumped out that window. I can tell you another story that's true. It happened twice in my lifetime. One story is I was coming home or going somewhere and I walked past a gas station. About 13 dogs came chasing after me and they were not your nice dog. Go ruff, ruff, ruff. They were coming. They were the garage, uh, what they guard dogs. I don't know why the people that have them dogs chained up, but them dogs came chasing after me. I wasn't sticking around. Before I ran, I came to my senses and I turned around and said, I rebuke every one of you in the name of Jesus. But check this out. I was just learning about the name of Jesus. Them dogs froze. Oh no, before that one, it was the one I was coming home and a dog came out to attack me. This was a real mental dog, a demon possessed dog around where I live. Everybody avoided that dog generally. That dog came out there and I said, I'll rebuke you in the name of Jesus. That is the first time I ever seen that name work. I'm not going to lie. It's the first time I ever seen it work. And it's that on an animal. That dog looked up at me with his paw in the air, looked at me, froze. I told my brother-in-law that story. My brother said, you know, that ain't true. But it did happen. He didn't believe me. My brother-in-law didn't believe that story. But it really happened. That dog froze with a paw in the air. So, Maybe a year later or whenever it was, me and my brother-in-law, this is when all the 13 dogs came out. Me and my brother-in-law were walking down, I think it was Clawson Avenue in Brooklyn. By that, by that uh, 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 um, garage, uh, uh, auto garage, I think that dog that uh, 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 guard the place, whatever. This is broad daily, not, not nighttime. Was the time, the first time it happened with me was at nighttime. I should have been scared, but I plead the blood and it worked. So... Um, I had already told the testimony of me with the dog. My brother-in-law said, yeah, my brother-in-law is the type of person. He'll tell you, yeah, whatever, tell me whatever. That's the type of person he is, yeah, whatever. He's the type of person, if I see it, I believe it. That's that's him. But we walking by, that's that garage that day. I, my mind wasn't on it. We wasn't talking. I don't know what we were talking about. We sure wasn't talking about that story because he didn't want to hear that story again. All of a sudden, once we passed that dog garage station, them dogs came charging at them. My brother-in-law took off running. Amen. I mean, my brother-in-law took off. He know those dogs wasn't playing. He took off running. But you know what I told him? I said, I told you I'm not running from no dog. He thought I was crazy. I turned around. I said, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Them dogs stopped in their tracks. Maybe you turn and went the other way. My brother-in-law testified to it. My brother, the man of God, could that name of Jesus work for him? I seen it with my own eyes. Amen. Ain't nothing great about me. It's the name that I carry. You see, let me tell you a little story about kings and princes, ambassadors. They carry the leader of that country's name when they go on official business. They're speaking in behalf of the country and their leader. A prime minister speaks in behalf of the whole country. Amen. They go and they speak in behalf of the country on what, what X, Y, and Z. 
when we make a mistake, we don't realize that we are just speaking on behalf of Jesus Christ and God the Father and the Holy Ghost. We don't speak on behalf of the angels. That's not our affairs. Our affairs are speaking on behalf of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. That's our affair. Amen. And what I like about it, authority comes with it. I love that part. Because that day, the authority of the name of Jesus was activated with those dogs. <laughs> Amen. Here's something that I, get to, I don't like to deal with. I'm not going to tell you what it is, because you'll find out secrets. But I'll, if I had to go against a lion, a tiger, bear, I'm not joking you. I'm not running. They're going to outrun me anyway. They're going to claw me to death or bite me and eat me. So before they can bite me and eat me, I'm going to use the authority he gave me. Now, I'm not talking about going in no zoo, putting my hand in no thing, talking about, in the name of Jesus, you can't bite me. When they rip your arm off, that's your fault. <laughs> I, I know that story of a girl. Her parents told her to stay away from the rail. She stuck her head in and the lion took her head. Yes, he snatched her head off her shoulder. Just one strike. <clears throat> Just like that. And they wanted to sue the, they wanted to sue the zoo. How are you suing them? Why would your daughter head near? Why wasn't your daughter beside you? Then you got multiple stories when one girl, one crazy black girl jumped into the uh, uh, lion's den. I'm going to tell you, I don't know what the God did to those lions. But those lions looked at that girl like she was crazy and went about their business. They didn't even bother her. Maybe they felt sorry for her. And she there taunting them. Oh, no, no, no. I'm watching the video. She talking to them. Oh, no, no, no. God must be spared her life for some reason. <laughs> because believe me, she wasn't carrying the name of Jesus. That's a fact. Then you have another man in uh, 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 China or Korea did the same thing. <clears throat> the white lions. Lions got more sense than we do. Like, uh, you think I'm gonna eat that nasty thing? I don't want that. I don't want that. They wouldn't even touch him. The security had to come and drag him out of there. Then there's the case of a, a gorilla. The boy fell somehow. He fell into the truck. Uh, fell over the rail. I don't know how he got to do that. But you can see in the, uh, 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 in the video that the gorilla's protecting the boy, trying to revive him. He's protecting the little boy. So none of the gorillas will mess with him. Yeah. The type of fear those two individuals had was ignorance. Amen. They thinking a lion is not going to attack them. Uh, they, they thinking a lion is not going to attack them. Amen. But what happened was the lions probably had their mouth shut by God out of mercy. Amen. Amen. Because they should have been ripped to shrivets. Amen. Out of mercy. Sometimes God does that. It don't mean they're going to get saved. It don't mean they're going to walk with God. It simply means that God had mercy. It shows the part. It actually shows about Daniel the lion. How God shut the mouth of the lion. People say, oh, that ain't real. Well, yeah. 
I can show you videos where it really happened with real people. It's possible. And it did happen. No, Dan, you didn't jump in the lines and say, hey, y'all, I'm going to jump in the lines and see what happened. No. That's not what happened. He said God, not the lion. It's just something when you think about these scriptures here. They were in great fear where there was no fear. But God has scattered the bones of them that encamped against them. Thou had put them to shame because God had despised them. God will despise your enemies. Amen. You're touching the apple of his eye when you meddle with God, people. That's why I tell people, leave people alone. You could be messing with the air of salvation. Leave people alone. Leave them alone. Leave people alone. Bad. Let's move on. Let's go to Psalms 118. Psalms 118. We're talking about fair. Psalms 118 and 6. Look at that verse. Psalm 118 really sort of sums this up. It says, The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man do unto me. You know what the scripture says? The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man do unto me. I won't fear what man can do unto me. The Lord is on my side. Amen. The Lord is on my side. But not side. Put yourself there. The Lord is on your side. And you don't have to fear. You not, I'm telling you. We mess up because we live in fear. The bill collector. <clears throat> I was listening to this lady give a testimony. A while reading about it. And this is interesting. Something happened and she had to leave where she was at. I don't know where it was. And she stayed in a hotel. And now she had to leave the hotel. But she said something interesting. She said, I just kept praising God and thanking God and thanking God and praising God and thanking God. and thank Now, she had absolutely nowhere to go. I mean, absolutely nowhere to go. She kept praising and thanking God and praising and because she never mentioned about being afraid of being in the street. All she did was kept praising God and thanking God and praising God and thinking she knew he would make a way. Beloved, I'm telling you, that woman testified when she had to come out with day she came out of that, uh, that hotel, God opened the door for her. You got to learn how to fear God and God alone. When I go on a highway anywhere, I always ask God for his traveling merchants, his protection. And then we go. Because you get to see all kind of crazy stuff on the highway. When we was going, going, coming back, I think they were doing crazy stuff. Going, they were doing crazy stuff. One person, was, uh, they were texting on the highway. On the highway with one hand, and then they were stopping and moving it over here. And over. I mean, they texting while they driving. Most accidents happen out of human ignorance. Amen. 
You have to not live in fear. I'm not living in no fear. I don't care. I'm not afraid of dying either. The thoughts of death always enter my head. I'm not afraid of dying. I just want to make sure I'm right with God. That's all. I want to make sure I'm living godly. Treat people right and doing what I'm supposed to do. But but the Bible promises me long life, so I'm not dying now. I don't care what the devil say. He said, God said with long life when I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Me. Y'all need to get us too. Me. Y'all got to put yourself there. Y'all got to accept God's word. You have to accept what God's word say. I'm not joking you. I'm dead serious. I fear God too much not to accept what his word says. You say we got to look holy. We got to have Holy Ghost power. We got to have prayerful life. I get it all that. Verse 6 of Psalm 118, the Lord is on my side. Think about that. The Lord is on my side. You're living right. You're walking before God. The Lord is on your side. Oh, that sounds so exciting, beloved. The Lord is on your side. And ain't nothing man can do about it. He can't. Even if he killed your body. He's still on the Lord's side. Yeah, I hear that song. Come on in the Lord's house. It's going to rain. Come on in the Lord's house. It's going to rain. It's going to rain down fire. It's going to rain. It's going to rain down fire. It's going to rain. Come on in the Lord's house. It's going to rain. You better come in the Lord's house. <laughs> I know I ain't a great singer, but some songs are telling you so. You better come in the Lord's house. I'm not talking about the building. You need to get Christ in your life. Amen. Amen. Verse six again. The Lord is on my side, and I will not fear what man can do unto me. I ain't afraid. And they're going to try and do something. Because that's their job. Amen. Let's move on. Let's go to Psalms 34. Psalms 34. Psalm 34 and verse 9 real quick. Listen to this. This is for all y'all people that run behind prosperity ministries. This is for you. Verse 9 said, Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. I'll read it again. Amen. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. You ain't got no business. Running around to the lying prophets telling you if you give them, you give them a hundred dollars, God's gonna bless you with a thousand dollars. That's a stupid stuff. And God is gonna give you a hundredfold. There's no way in the Bible saying that God guarantees to give everybody a hundredfold. Amen. When you read the Bible, you see the truth. And the truth will make you free. It don't set you free, it makes you free. But yeah, let me bound by all that. Now, let's read that verse one more time. <clears throat> Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no one to them that fear him. Oh, my goodness. 
There is no one. That's why the scripture said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Amen, amen. There's no one. He said, ask what you will, and it'll be done unto you according to his will. According to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. He has a lot of stuff. The Bible said God had a cattle on a thousand hills. He said the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Why are you going to these false prophets? Amen. Well, I want to be blessed. They can't bless you. They can take your money. They can take your money. They can take all of your money. They can take every dime you have. Are oh, you giving it to them? Amen. And then they're going to tell you it's tax deductible. Amen. Amen. Like if you do the tax right up, you're going to get all that money back. <laughs> Amen. Oh, life is funny. Oh, better all ye here say, there's no one to them that bear him. He will give you, he will supply. You just got to wait sometime. Sometimes you got to wait on God. Sometimes you got to be faithful and do what you're supposed to do. Just wait on him. And he'll fulfill. He'll perform. He'll do what he say. I don't know what you need, what you want from God. That's not my business. I'm telling you, he's a supplier. You know what? We live in four seasons where I live. We got fall, winter, spring, and summer. God can bless us in all four seasons. See, the thing about most humans, we have this problem called selective good day. Called selective good day. See, when the sun is out and bright, nice. Oh, it's such a good day. When it rains, it's such a bad day. But the earth needs to be watered. It's still a good day. Some people like to play in the rain. I like to play in the rain if I can. Uh, they had that movie. You know, probably don't know who he is. Gene Kelly was singing in the rain, dancing in the movie. Now, I don't know about me dancing and singing in the rain, but I like to play in the rain. I like to play in the snow too. I don't like shoveling snow. Big difference. I love to play in the snow with my family and stuff. Uh, one day, one day years ago, I was with my brother and my one of my sisters. My sisters, I think, uh, birthday. Man, for the first time ever, me and one of my brothers, we had a balloon fight. Big Roman, I had a ball. It was so much fun. I mean, with real balloons, we were fighting up balloon, boom, boom, boom. It was so much fun. I had so much fun. But there's no want to them that fear God. He said, fear God and keep his commandments. He said, why call me, Lord, Lord, do not the things that I say do. The greatest prophecy you could ever receive is repent of your sin and accept God. That's the greatest one. Let's move on. Let's go to 1 John 4 and 18. First John 1 and 18. 
Look at that verse. Look at that verse, 1 John 4 and 18. <clears throat> this verse is very, very important to understand. 1 John 4 and 18 said, listen to this. There is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out all fear. Because fear have its torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. I'll read it again. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear. Because fear habit torment, he that fears is not made perfect in love. That goes a long way, actually. Not just salvation. It goes from marriage to relationships. Perfect love for God casted out all fear. The difference is God's love for us is already perfected. There is no fear in it. The fear is on our way. We fear to trust him, just like we fail to. We have a fear of trust. That's why you got to get in God's word for yourself. The reason why a lot of people can't walk with God because they won't study his word. You can't walk with somebody you don't know nothing about. I, I always make the suggestion about back when President Clinton was president, they had made this cardboard statue of him where you could stand next to it. Like if you was ready, action next and they take a picture, you take it in your home. Don't carry it in your wallet. But you didn't know him. You just had a picture of Perfect love. Cast out all. Not some. Fair. Listen to this. When a couple get married, when a couple really loves each other and get married, they have perfect love. They don't know every single thing about the person. They learn the person more and more. But what happens is when the husband goes on a trip, that wife isn't worrying about him having an affair because they have perfect love for one another. I'm not saying people that do that. You listen to what I'm saying. Talk more to have perfect love for one another. Amen. The Bible said what God put together, let no man put a sender, but they can do it themselves. Perfect love cast out fear of. Perfect love cast out the fear of he's going to cheat on me. He got a family somewhere. That's why you got to have God in your life. Let him direct your path. Send all thy ways, including getting married, that God direct your path. It'll save you a lot of misery. I remember I was talking to this young lady before I got married. Uh, I don't know how many years ago. But she told me something interesting. She said, Bernard, we can't talk no more. I said, why? Because I'm not marrying no minister. That's what she told me. I'm not marrying no minister. I wasn't even a minister at the time, so I don't know what she was talking about. She said, I can't talk to you no more because you guys go through too much. I was the end of the conversation, never talked to her again. She didn't want to talk to me no more. Ice. But the funny part about this, she worked in security. That was funny. She didn't want to do anything I both. But she didn't want to talk to, no, talk to me no more simply because I was a minister. But She knew. Unless the Lord showed her some, I, I, 
I was not a minister at the time. What was I minister? I ain't too long been saved. What was I minister? I wasn't a minister of dirt. <laughs> I wasn't a minister, but she seen it. She said, but now we can't talk no more. And I'm not marrying no minister. I ain't never had no conversation about marriage. Come on. I don't know. She was afraid. She seen the revelation of me in the future, and she wasn't marrying me because I go through too many things. Which is true. Which is true. I don't know. Better for me. That's that ain't. I would have had I would have had a ready-made family. I would have had a, a young daughter. She had a young daughter. I would have had a ready-made family. That would have been perfect for me. I would have been jumping up and down. I would have been jumping up and down. Got a ready-made family. Woohoo! And I always would accept the child. That's part of the package of hell. It could be for me. <clears throat> I just went on about my business. I respected what she said. I just went about my business. Then years later, I got married. But perfect love cast out fair. There was no perfect love between us, evidently. <laughs> but she was scared to death. Amen. <laughs> I'm serious. She was scared. Unless somebody ratted on me, told me he's a minister, but I wasn't. Not at that time. Perfect love casts out all fair when you're few and fair. You do not have perfect love. You got to get perfect love through God and through His Word that we can love people perfectly. That's the best part. That we can love people fairly and perfectly. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And we have perfect love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we got perfect love. Thank you, Jesus. That's true. Let's move on. Let's go to Romans 11 and 20. We just about finished Romans 11 and 20. Romans 11 and 20. Listen to this. Listen what have caused you to lose out with God. Romans 11 and 20 says, well, because of unbelief, they were broken off that thou standest by faith, be not high-minded, but fair. I'll read it again. Well, because of unbelief, they were broken off that thou standest by faith, be not high-minded, but fair. The original people oh, were broken off Amen. because of unbelief. The funny thing about that is interesting because God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt. Now, I want to explain something to you that's not really talked about. To understand this, you must understand that all over the world, people found out that God brought the uh, uh, children of Israel out of Egypt. It wasn't a quiet thing. It wasn't a quiet thing. But yet the very children of Israel lived in unbelief. Amen. Why God was straining down manna and food from heaven, angels' food, they still was begging for food. I'm serious. You got a big plate of food in 
from all. You ain't even finished what you got. The children of Israel were from rebellious people. So, because they were broken off and didn't enter the promised land, only a couple, few, out of over a million. Listen to that. Oh, there's another part about this. Did you know it wasn't only the Israelites that came out of Egypt? Other people followed them too. They came out on their own. That's why so much group of stuff going on in within the church also. But this scripture here says, because I'm the well, because I believe they were broken off and they'll stand if we stand by faith. But by faith, excuse me. We stand by faith in Jesus Christ, Amen. the Son of the Living God. We stand in faith for Him, but we should not be high-minded above, above unfaithful. We can't be high-minded above unfaithful. We can't mistreat them. Think we better than them because we're saved by grace. Without grace, we're lost. All of us are lost without the grace of God. Amen. Amen. We are lost. Undone. Lost. Don't be proud. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he would exalt you in due time. Let's move on. Proverbs 133. Look at that verse. King James Version, Proverbs 133 says, But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. I'll read it again. But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall be shall dwell safely and shall be quite far from quite from fear of evil. You gotta hearken unto the God. You gotta hearken unto the Lord. Proverbs 133. When we hearken unto the voice of the Lord our God and do all that he command us to do this day and that we repent of our sin, we'll be quite far from evil. Amen. And evil's out there. Evil's out there to destroy you, to manipulate you, and eat you alive. Fail the people. We got to learn how to trust God and have perfect love for him because it casts out all fear. Unbelief brings about fear and disobedience. When we hearken unto the voice of God, it means that we accept Christ when he said, repent of your sins, you repent. He said, Lo, I come in the value of the book as written of me. Oh, it's, it's, oh my goodness. He said, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Oh my, it's there for us. Amen. God wants to deliver us. 
I'll say it again. God wants to deliver us from all fear and unbelief. And we got to start having perfect love for him. We can only have perfect love for him when we learn about him through his word. The Bible said these signs shall follow them that believe. They're going to do certain things. Well, today is your day. Today is your day of salvation. Today is your day of deliverance. Today is your day of healing. Today is your day to get out of there and get in perfect loving God. Amen. Is there anybody watching this broadcast today that don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? I offer up an opportunity right now for you to give your life to the Lord and be saved. Let us pray. Bow your heads and repeat after me. Those of you that are not saved, I have none to offer you. I'm just going to pray with you. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That keep coming to my head. It keep coming to me. I come that you might have life. And then have it more abundantly. Let's pray. Be that for me. Lord Jesus. Come on, come on. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. I ask you to come into my life. Come into my heart. Save me right now. Deliver me from all fear and give me perfect love for you. Help me to understand your word as I read it. That I will learn to fear you and have confidence, that strong confidence that you offer. I accept you as my Lord and Savior today. I thank you for dying and rising on the third day on this resurrection morning. I thank you for saving me today. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen. We have Bible study on Wednesday night at uh, 8.15. You can come and join us at 8.15. You can visit our website, www.tabernaclederliverseinc.org. You can leave a prayer request, uh, uh, visit our online service page, and click Wisdom for Life Bible Study and get the Bible study lessons for each week. And you also can leave a testimony and become a partner. We will be updating the website soon. But in the meantime, enjoy what we have there. I'll see you on Wednesday. God bless.